You're tuned in to Steelers Saturday on your 24-7 home for the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Now here's Tom Offerman, Jacob Recht, and Kellen Gursky. On this episode of Steelers Standard, we are bringing back an old friend from our Steelers Saturday days. That's right. It is the wheel of a thousand questions. We're going to be talking a lot of NFL storylines and headlines all throughout this episode. And to do so, instead of just being really boring and just, you know, Jacob and I asking the questions back and forth to each other, what we do is we bring this wheel into the studio, and I spend all night before the show working on it. I've this. missed the wheel so much. I have not, because the nights before are absolute hell, coming up with all thousands of these questions. Well, that's why I've missed it and you haven't. There's thousands of questions on this wheel right now, all NFL-related. Some Steelers ones sprinkled in there as well. What we're going to do is we're each going to take a turn spinning this wheel about two or three times each, and we are going to answer whatever question the wheel deems we must answer. So, Jacob, I'm ready if you're ready. I want to spin this thing first. I think I deserve I'll it. I spent all night working first, on it, right. so I should spin it first. Okay. I'm going to grab it. Ready? Here we go. Oh, baby. It felt so good to rip this thing again. I can't wait. Okay, this is really spicy topic, and I think it's been getting a little spicier based on what one of and the, like the last twelve hours, in the last twelve hours, yeah. especially one of these guys has been very outspoken. The question is, which quarterback will most likely play for his team from twenty 2020 twenty in twenty twenty one? Dak Prescott with the Cowboys or Russell Wilson with the Seahawks? Now, for those of you out here who are hearing this and haven't been following the Russell Wilson news of the past. 12 hours really 24 hours there's some trouble in paradise in seattle for old number three he is not happy with the amount of hits that he's been taking behind that offensive line in seattle he doesn't think there's been a priority placed on building that offensive line in seattle and he voiced those opinions publicly on the dan patrick show and now this morning pro football talk is saying that seattle's front office is not happy with russell wilson going out there and making those opinions of his public about how the front office is building around him so there is certainly some trouble between Wilson and the Seahawks, which makes this question, I think, a little bit more relevant. To answer the question, I think Wilson is probably the most likely to come back and play for Seattle. I don't know what the hell Jerry Jones and the Cowboys are doing with Dak Prescott. They are seriously dragging their feet on this guy. The fact that he was franchise tagged last year might have helped them a little bit because he did get injured. But I think that last year was the year that they signed him long term and make him that franchise quarterback and they just keep kicking that can down the road with franchise tags, which you're already starting with bad faith in the way you negotiate with your potential franchise quarterback. And I just don't understand what more they could see out of this guy that they need to see to give him at least a five-year contract to make him the guy because he's really done everything you've asked short of making it to the NFC Championship game and winning a Super Bowl. But, oh, by the way, he's still young enough that both of those goals are absolutely within his reach. I mean... The guy's been to the playoffs with the Cowboys. He's earned a first-round bye at one point with the Cowboys. He's won a playoff game with the Cowboys. What more could Jerry Jones possibly want from this guy? I mean, that's kind of the best any the best Dallas quarterback do. has done And since on top Troy of all Aikman. that, just nationally, the buzz is, yeah, this guy's top 10. He has top 10 skills. He was yeah. up until he got injured, what, week three? Yeah, yeah. he was. But, I mean, what's, so what's your answer, Tom? I, I think Wilson's going to be back on the Seahawks. I think Prescott's probably going to wind up on another team. See— it's so weird to me, this Russell Wilson kind of 
drama that came we, out of nowhere. Right. It, it's it's been like an escalating story. So whenever you hear that so and so's camp is unhappy, that just means that you know these are people in in an entourage and. They're a guy who is their moneymaker, right? They get paid just to hang out hang out with him, help him train and and do social things with him. And this is an entourage. This is Turtle, this is Johnny Drama, and this is Eric Murphy hanging out with Fitz and Chase here. But whenever you hear that the that the camp is unhappy, to me that that's that's no news. But then it escalated into Russell Wilson going on with Dan Patrick saying, Yeah, I mean the hits aren't great. The hits have been an issue for me and he and didn't call out the front office, but he kind of was like, I wish I was more involved in decision-making. And then, right, and then that came, and then you hear that the, that the Seahawks organization, as their front office was, oh, we're not so high on Russell Wilson as, as the public may think. And that was the real shocker to me was, whoa, 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 whoa. This is your Super Bowl winning, two-time Super Bowl appearing quarterback, and you're not happy with it. Right, I don't understand why the comment is we're not happy with the comments he made publicly. The you comment, guys haven't the, had a losing season. The with comment him should be we will do whatever we need to do to make sure Russell Wilson's happy. End I mean, of story. do you do you as a Seahawks or as the Seahawks organization remember what the quarterback situation was <laughs> before Russell Wilson came in? You guys were considering starting Matt Flynn at quarterback. You guys were willing to go back to someone like Matt Flynn. You broke the bank to bring in Matt Flynn right. and Russell Wilson. Thank God for you guys beat him out in the in his rookie training camp. Right. And the rest is history for you. I don't Super know, Bowl later, been to another one. I don't know what the Seahawks are doing. And then you look to the other side of this argument or the other side of this question. This is just Jerry Jones doing Jerry Jones things. The guy has more money in the world than any other NFL franchise owner. Jacob, he paid his running back before he paid his what quarterback. What are you doing? That's, I mean, that's malpractice. In I mean, the, NFL. the Saints did so. They, the Saints paid Alvin Kamara because guess what? Drew Brees was, was already done. paid, yeah. and all that was left was just extensions for a year or two to right. keep him on the team, and that was it. I mean, yes, Dak Prescott's twenty-eight. Like, right, this is the future. Alvin Kamara had the highest contract ever signed for a running back. But he got it. I mean, the guy, what, scored 20-plus touchdowns this season? He had a six-touchdown game at one point. The He's guy is more dynamic than Zeke, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, he catches the ball out of the backfield more. Yeah. yeah, the guy has had 500 receiving yards and 500 rushing yards, I think, every year of his career. So that adds a couple extra million to I mean, your contract. You look to Zeke as the guy to save this Dallas offense once Dak went down. And what did Zeke do? He kind of crumbled under the pressure. I mean, this was by far his worst career, worst year of his career he still came on pretty strong down the stretch but you're absolutely right because teams aren't scared of Gilbert Grape or whatever the hell that quarterback <laughs> was that started against the Steelers so they're just gonna key on stopping Zeke yeah so to me I guess the 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 answer I would go with is it has to be Russell Russell's gonna be back this yeah. is this is the guy that your franchise has been built around for so many years I mean Dak's only been in the league for four healthy seasons so yeah, if if I'm if I'm looking at it as a A versus B option, I gotta go with Russell Wilson being as the guy that I know for certain will be back with the team that he was with in 2020. Just what is this trend where quarterbacks, absolutely established top five quarterbacks, in Russell Wilson's case, he's won a Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson will be knocking at the door to win a Super Bowl for 
the rest of his career as long and as Deshaun he can Watson get a team is a around top him. five quarterback without a question. Healthy. He led the league in passing yeah. yards this season on a terrible team in Houston Texans, who had a ton of turmoil because they who fired be, their coach in the middle. Who of the will season. be a bottom three team once Deshaun Watson leaves? Without question, I'd be shocked if they're anywhere above four wins this year. They're as bad as the Jets yeah. without Deshaun Watson under sure. center for them, and it's just. It's mind-numbing that we have guys like Watson, we have guys like Wilson, established guys who are your franchise, saying, hey, I want to be more involved here. Like, hey, I should also have some input in these decisions that you guys are making because they affect me. Trading DeAndre Hopkins affects me. Trading our best offensive lineman affects me. We, we need to have a dialogue here. And instead of the ownerships being like, you know what, you're right. That's our bad. Like, we'll totally talk to you, Deshaun. You can come in on our meetings now. We might not listen to what you have to say, but we're at least going to pay you the respect to have your opinion heard. Instead of that, instead they're coming is, out and they're like, yeah. oh, how, who are you to say that you did blow? We'll tell you what to do, Wilson. We'll tell you what to do, Watson. This is our team. We'll run it. It's just, are you guys trying to win or not? Because the biggest key is getting the quarterback like a Watson or a Wilson, and you have that, and you have it locked up long term in both organizations cases yeah they're willing why to are stay you trying if, to fight them they're willing to stay if you're willing to help them if, if in turn trying to help you guys out and, and it's not like russell's going to come in and be like we need to trade dk metcalf tomorrow like right. all of the decisions that he's going to want input on are ones that are going to be positive as far as the offense is concerned right not even that like the whole team is going to benefit like you, we talk about all the time how the offense helps the defense and vice versa i mean you you protect russell wilson they're out there for longer the defense has more time to rest and and come out stronger Happy wife, happy life. Exactly. Happy quarterback, happy life. Well, like I, 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 I'm in total agreement with you, Tom. I don't know why NFL teams are so against involving their franchise quarterbacks. And yeah, we're, we're, we're not, not asking you to involve the defensive tackles. And like, we're not, we're not ask, we're not telling NFL franchises to say, "Hey, get Gilbert Grape involved in the decision making process." No, we're saying get Dak Prescott and get Russell Wilson, get guys like that involved because these are your guys. Get Deshaun Watson involved. I mean, the the Texans, their their team president, I believe, just sat down yesterday. But that whole franchise is is going to hell essentially without Deshaun Watson there. So it doesn't shock me at all that more pieces are starting to fall out. But yeah, I mean, it, it makes no sense to me that NFL franchises should be would would opt to be smart about this and 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 make their happy make their most effective guy on the football field the happiest he can be. I mean, and the Texans come out now and they're like, oh, we're not trading Watson. There's no way we're trading Watson. Okay, well, then have an open dialogue with him. Invite him in to your meetings and your decision makings. It's really, and I, and really I not that, that hard. I love that mindset that the Texans have. Like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, not, we're not getting rid of him. He, he's then work staying. with him. <laughs> I mean, like, but, like, yeah, what do you, you want to do? Just have him be there? And like, be miserable? Help, yeah, keep him held captive or whatever? It, it makes no sense whatsoever. It does not add up. I completely agree. Rip that wheel, Jacob. Is it my it's turn, turn finally? I've been waiting so that long. Let's get to topic number two. I'm in. I got a lot of built-up energy, so I'm going to get a strong one in here. Here we go. Okay. I'm gonna... We don't have all day, so. Uh, uh. Okay. This is interesting. So this is a question that is predicated off of a big headline from a couple weekends ago with Matt Stafford heading to the L.A. Rams. Is Matt Stafford now the best quarterback in the NFC West? Hmm. So well, we just talked about Well, this about could guys. change if Russell Wilson gets traded. So that's that's a big point about it. So let's look at the quarterbacks who are currently there, right? On the Rams, you have Matt Stafford. Right. Kyler Murray in Arizona. 
Russell Wilson in San Francisco and the in, worst in Seattle and the worst in the Niners. And Jimmy G's the worst. Whoever right? Jimmy, it, maybe Jimmy G gets replaced, but whoever replaces him, it's not going to be Dak Prescott and it's not going to be Deshaun Watson and it's not going to be Russell Wilson. So they're so, the bottom of the food chain. So they're the at the bottom. And assuming it's Jimmy G, then they're definitely at the. Then bottom. they're definitely down there. They're definitely. Or if down it's there. Nick Mullins or whoever's right. the backup, they're definitely down there. So this is really an argument of Russ, Russell Wilson versus Kyler Murray versus Matt Stafford. Kyler Murray, we talked about this once on Steelers Saturday. We were doing like a power rankings or a career rankings for mobile quarterbacks, and we were comparing Kyler Murray to guys like, uh, I believe Lamar Jackson was the big one. And Boy, we, he really fell off a cliff after he we really gassed him did. up, huh? He really after, did. After we the, gassed him the hell up, and he just stopped playing at that level. I mean, everyone did. It, was a, it came after that it's Hail true. Mary. It was MVP talk. It came after the Hail Mary pass to Excuse uh, me, Hail, Hail Murray. Right. Thank you. To DeAndre Hopkins. And after that, I think the Cardinals lost, what, six of their last seven or something like that? So, yeah. We're in the driver's seat for a playoff spot the entire stretch run and just gave it away to the Bears. Yeah. I mean, you and I talked about that a lot, saying playoff predictions and and Kellen. Oh, we thought the Cardinals were in. Kellen and I would do a ton of those NFL playoff machines, and we all thought the Cardinals were in. We thought the Bears— only by some divine miracle would get in and sneak in, and, and guess what? That's what happened. So I think you have to say that right now, Kyler Murray, the jury is still out on just because of his second quarter, second half collapse. I think Kyler Murray's third when compared to Stafford and Wilson. So I think, I think Wilson and Stafford are the top two. And the reason why I give Stafford the edge over Murray is because Murray hasn't. If Murray had won a playoff game or, or even gotten to the playoffs, to the playoffs, maybe then I think about it. But really, there's nothing that Murray's done that is better than Stafford. Stafford he's got he's got the good offense. Right? He does. He's got the pieces. Stafford, though, and this is also because Stafford is the most veteran of any of the quarterbacks in this division now. But he's got the numbers. He he's been around the league uh, over multiple uh, or double digit seasons spent in the league. Hall of Fame-worthy numbers, thrown for over 5,000 yards before. There's pedigree when it comes to Stafford. With Murray, he's still trying to feel himself out. Yeah, he's had those big games, and he's one of the best mobile quarterbacks I've ever seen, but he doesn't have the established pedigree that Stafford does on top of still not making a playoff, where Stafford hasn't won a playoff game yet either, so they're even in that category. I just give the edge to Stafford being more of a veteran and having the better numbers. But again, that also just comes from the fact that he's played a lot more. Kyler Murray has every chance in the world to catch up to Stafford. And maybe sure. even by this 2021 season, I'll have changed my tune and put Kyler Murray ahead of him. Right now, it's a two-horse race at the top for me. It's Stafford versus Wilson. I'd probably lean towards Wilson. I'm going to lean towards Wilson I would, as well. I mean, you get to the Super Bowl, you win a Super Bowl. That's a lot more playoff success than Stafford's used Staff- to. I mean, He's never won Stafford's a playoff game. Stafford's never done once. Yeah, So, but maybe that changes with the Rams. I, I was going to say, not the wheel question, but my question does he get that first playoff win this year? Well, you look at— They want a playoff game with Stafford's, Jared Goff. You look at Stafford's numbers, and you mentioned 5,000 yards. He did that once or twice post-Calvin Johnson. Oh, he's a freak. Stafford yeah. can sling he's got an that arm. Yeah. yeah, right. And and not to mention, the Lions were one of the worst running teams in the history of the NFL. Well, they went like a record like 50-some games, 45-some games in a row without a single 100-yard rusher. Now he's got Cam Akers. Now he's got Cam really Akers, who year. really came on hot in the last eight weeks compared to the first eight weeks. So you have him, and then you have really good receivers in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, and you have a decent tight end, Tyler Higbee. He's got the pieces. Most importantly, 
he's got a defense finally. He never right. had a defense in Detroit. And it's not just any defense. He's got it's Aaron Donald and he's got Jalen Ramsey. It's a top five defense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were talking about Jalen Ramsey, or not Jalen Ramsey, but Aaron Donald specifically uh, when it came to that Rams Seahawks game. And we saw the Rams win that game solely based off of the pressure that they got to Russell Wilson, thanks to Aaron Donald. And I think if Aaron Donald hadn't gotten hurt later in that game and was more available in the Green Bay game, that Green Bay game, even though Green Bay won in Lambeau Field, that may not have been such a comfortable win if Aaron Donald's 100%. It's a good team that they had. And yeah, I mean, Jared Goff made some key mistakes down the, down the stretch for them. I mean, they were considering... I've, I'm, I've already forgotten his name, the backup, uh, over, starting over Goff, that just because Goff was so questionable. I don't know if you remember the, the backup L.A. Rand quarterback who they went with. Um, oh, man, the name is just escaping me. The kid from Wake Forest, though. Yeah. John Wolford. Wolford, right, yeah. right. I mean, they, they started him, week, what was it, week 17? Oh, yeah. They, yeah, I mean, they they, they Buddy, wanted... they started him in a playoff game. Right, right. They, the I fact was that he got his head se- taken off by se- Jamal <laughs> Week 17, moving forward, they were going with Caulfield. Well, yeah, Wolford. Wolford. Sorry, sorry. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so he's Matt Stafford is by far an upgrade from Wolford, and I think you could say that he's easily an upgrade to Jared Goff. It's just what he will do, and... I, what he will do in this first year. So this obviously wasn't the wheel question that we had, but we can we can quickly ask ourselves who is more likely to win a playoff game between Russell Wilson on the Seahawks, assuming he stays, or Matt Stafford with the Rams. I gotta go with Matt Stafford to be honest. I gotta go with Matt Stafford too because I think the Rams are a better team yeah. than the Seahawks. They beat the Seahawks in a playoff I, I'd game. I'd be last happy year. to see Matt Stafford make a deep playoff run with the Rams. He deserves if it. If they beat the Seahawks with Jared Goff, a uh, hurt Jared Goff right. last year, they certainly can do it with a healthy Matt Stafford with that defense Matt coming Matt Stafford, back. after so many years wasted in, in Detroit, deserves a good playoff team. You're a Stafford guy. I can tell. You like this Matt it's hard Stafford not to. Guy. It's hard not to, to like him. He's you a know. good guy. But we're all in agreement. Wilson is probably still the yep. top dog in that division. My turn to spin. Grab right. that wheel. Give me a good, big handful of wheel here. I like to rev it up. You know I like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Most likely landing spot for Carson Wentz, the Indianapolis Colts or the Chicago Bears. So Is this, this the more likely spot? This is or? the more likely spot. And then we can also ask ourselves afterwards what would be the better fit. So I think I think I the mean, most likely is, spot is Chicago. I was gonna say the more likely spot is Chicago. We hear the, more about Chicago than but Indy. the better fit. The better fit is the is Colts. by far Indianapolis. We've talked about you this said it last episode or yeah. one of the episodes one we of the earlier this episodes. week. The Colts is like a quarterback's wet dream right now. Right, I mean you that's have, where you want to be. You have great options on offense, and your defense. They kind of lost tracks in in some games, but they were still like. A top 10 defense, other than the Derrick Henry game where he rushed for, what, 200 yards and three touchdowns, I think in the first half alone, they were still a great defense other than that. Uh, the The Colts got to the playoffs. The Colts, I think, yes, they had Phillip Rivers, who had a much better year than a lot of us were expecting him to have at, what, age 38, age right. 39. but. You put a younger guy like Carson Wentz, sure. I think I saw this stat saying that Carson Wentz sat out the last month of the season or maybe even the last five weeks, and he still led the league in sacks taken and interceptions thrown. That's not the best 
thing you want as a quarterback on your on your resume if you miss an entire quarter of the season and still lead the league in turnovers uh, and sacks taken as a quarterback. But I think you put him on a on a better on a better formed Indianapolis team compared to Philly. It's a much better fit for him compared to Philly. But the rumors are out there, and it sounds like Chicago is it's the gonna most be the Bears. I think that's where spot. he's going to yeah. land. Yeah. It just feels like that's the team that's going to be able to offer a little bit more than the Colts are able to offer. Um, their draft picks are very close this season because the Bears did sneak into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So the Bears do have a higher pick, but it's not by much compared to the Colts, who also got bounced in the wild card the round this round. past year. So as far as draft capital is concerned this year, I, I would say that the uh, – Bears have a slight advantage there, and the Bears also have some players that they've said they've been willing to move, not uh, just Nick Foles, but I think I've heard that Tariq guys like Cohen. Tariq Cohen is on, uh, available. Allen Robinson is even out there on the market, so who knows what might happen, but you're going to want guys like Robinson and Cohen if you're bringing in Yeah, wins, I mean, so. David Montgomery, a good second half, maybe even just last quarter to his season, but yeah, I mean, you as want a, both of those guys. as a quarterback, you're gonna want as many options as you as as possible. And Allen Robinson is by far the most talented wide receiver or running back on that team. No question about that. Rip it, your turn. Okay, here we go. Rip this wheel. Here we go. My turn again. I, I missed it. Ah, here we go. Big bubble. That was aggressive. Gotta add the height. Oh, a Steelers question. Nice. I sprinkled a couple of these in here just in case. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, let's get back to the Steelers standard here. Where is Juju Smith-Schuster more likely to sign? The Las Vegas Raiders or the New York Jets? Now, this comes. This question comes. I mean, you wrote these questions last night, so they're very appropriate because— Well, that's because Gruden said yesterday. Gruden said yesterday that he is very interested in Juju Smith-Schuster coming to the Raiders. Now we've heard a lot of rumors saying that the Jets are the more are the team to kind of pursue Juju in terms of they have the most money to spend, but with John Gruden, anything is possible, you know. So John Gruden likes his guys, and when John Gruden likes his guys, he tends to go out and get his guys. Case case in point, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. <laughs> yeah. So is he more likely to sign with the Jets or the Raiders? They're, they're both willing to spend the money. If it's if if it's me, if you're asking me, I gotta go with the Raiders simply because it's John Gruden on that team at the helm. Well, Juju's gonna be really expensive, like we've talked about a, a couple times on the Steelers standard, but the Raiders might be a Juju away from getting some serious help in that receiving core because guys like Aguilar had a really good year for them this year. Henry Ruggs has a ton of potential still, and, and Renfro's a really good slot option. I mean, you, you out had, of those names, the best receiver option is Darren Waller at tight end. I totally didn't even mention Darren Waller, but you're yeah. so right. So He's better got than a any of them. Ton of weapons. Yeah. So if you're able, and Josh Jacobs, if you're able to afford a Juju, then yeah, if I were the Raiders, I would actually make that move because he's not going to have to be the quote unquote number one target immediately getting in there. He might pedigree wise be the number one receiver on your depth chart whether you want to put him above Aguilar or if Ruggs develops more and he becomes the number one, that's up for debate. But he'll definitely see some playing time. Whereas if he goes to the Jets, the Jets have more money than anybody, like you said. They can really break the bank to bring him in. What is bringing in a Juju really going to do for the Jets? I know they're going to probably pick a quarterback, maybe Fields, maybe Zach Wilson with the second overall pick. 
so you want to help him out with some weapons. But, but also, it's you have to remember who their coach is now. Salah is a defensive-minded defensive coach. Yeah, he, he may, wants to build that defense. He first. may want to, yeah, go out and spend his money on the defense rather than bringing in a a a receiver like Juju. Not yeah. to get too far off topic, do you think that's why you see a lot of mock drafts having the Jets trade back now because of the Salah hire? And he's just like, you know what? We I don't can, need. I can move back from the number two spot. There's still be quarterback there if I want him, but there's also going to be good receivers and maybe a defensive lineman. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I like him a lot. I liked him a lot in San Francisco when when he had a healthy Nick Bosa, right? I mean, before he went down this year and before what the rest of the team went down. I mean, I think the, the Niners suffered the most injuries out of any team this year. Uh, he, they were a great defense. I mean, it, it was a defense that carried them to the champion to the to the Super Bowl. It certainly wasn't Jimmy G. I mean, he obviously helped, but that was a defensive minded team. That was a defensive led team. And I think he could do a lot of damage. I'm not necessarily saying the Jets are going to make the playoffs, but yeah, if if this guy is at the helm instead of Adam Gase, who is maybe the most inept head coach we've seen in the past decade, uh, I think yeah, it's it's very likely the Jets that the Jets trade back because there's no for them there would be no urgent need for a quarterback that early. So I think we both think that the best fit would be the Raiders for Juju. Where do you think he's going to go? That's the question the wheels asked. I still think I the think, Raiders. I think the Jets. Okay. I think the Jets are going to pay Just him. because they have the They're going to overpay yeah. him. And I think he's going to say no thanks to the Raiders. Like, say Raiders offer him 17 mil. I think the Jets are going to be like, oh, here's 19 mil. Here's my just... argument against it. My only argument is betting against John Gruden going after guys like betting against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. John Just Gruden don't... gets his guy. Yeah. Uh, get my guy, man. This guy can play football. Exactly. Man. Wow. All right, I'm going to spin the wheel one more time. We're going to yeah. wrap up this episode. Really quick, Tom. Here we go. All right. Really quick. Yeah, I'll do a quick spin. All right, what team are we more likely to see back in the Super Bowl in 2021? The Kansas City Chiefs or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? How did I, how did I end this previous question? I said, Betting against John Gruden getting one of his guys is like betting against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I don't think the Chiefs are going to make it to the Super Bowl next year. I don't. I, I don't know, I don't about know if that. either of these teams make it, honestly, because oh, it's think so Tampa. hard to get back. I think Tampa is the one that I would put money down on as the, the favorite of these two to get back. I would. I, f- not just because of Tom Brady, you can't bet against the guy. AFC is probably tougher to get through than the NFC, I would say. Would you agree with that? AFC the Bills are going to be better. The Ravens are going to be good, which still. is why I have more confidence in Tom Brady. The Dolphins, the are guy be has appeared in three out of what four out of the last six Super Bowls, or right? I think that's the number. Maybe. And how much harder can it get for him? I mean, he went through Drew Brees and he went through Aaron Rodgers this time. You nope. know what I mean? And Drew Brees will be gone. So there's, there's really no threat in the NFC and the NFC South now. No, the only threat is gone. The only threat is the Packers, as far as I'm. Well, concerned. I'm just saying for the division, alone, right now, looking back at the macro of the whole conference, it's really only the Packers because you maybe don't. Maybe the Rams, man. I for real, like maybe the Rams we, sneak we, in there as the third team. We picked the the Rams to go on the road and win in Seattle in the wild card round. We don't have with much, Wolford. We don't really have much trust in Seattle. With with Russell Wilson, and if he's not there, and there's trouble in paradise, we so. certainly don't have trust in them if he's not there. Right. So yeah, I mean, I gotta go to Tampa Bay. It's and it's for me, it's really not hard to answer. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Tampa Bay is the more likely team to get back to the Super Bowl. And again, I, I just harp on the fact that that road the Chiefs are gonna have to get through. It's much harder. It's much harder. The Bills are gonna get better. The Ravens will be there. The Browns I think the will Ravens, be there. 
I think the Ravens will be better this year than they were last year. I think they kind of had a little bit of a hangover thing going on this past season, but they still got it together down the stretch, and they were a pick six away from tying that game right. with Buffalo in Buffalo late. Yeah, so, they, they they stopped Buffalo. Oh, I mean, they, 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 completely, they shut the offense yeah. down. So the Ravens are going to be there. Like you said, the Browns, we can't forget about the teams like the Titans, the Colts, if they get a good quarterback, you sure. can't forget about them. And the Steelers, if they can figure things out, if Ben plays well and they get a good running game and there's the defense a, comes back, there's a lot of roadblocks in Kansas City's right. way. It's not necessarily they aren't the best team, but there's a lot of teams in their way that, that can, can cause problems. Them. That yeah. can absolutely beat them. And yep. the Raiders have their number for whatever reason. I mean, John Gruden's beaten Patrick Mahomes twice already in his career, and the two times they faced each other last year, he had him on the ropes both right. times. Only came away with one victory, but still. Still a one-possession game. Absolutely, and was up with like less than a minute to play. So the Chiefs, I think, have a much harder road, and that's why I would pick the Buccaneers. Because, again, the Packers are the only one that are clear-cut yeah. like competition. And then we don't know. Talk to me after week five if the Rams look like they're clicking, then I'll put them in that category as well. But other than that, yeah, it's Tom Brady really might walk his way to another Super Bowl, which is just – it's hard to imagine. It's really hard to imagine. Uh, it's, I can't even wrap my head around it. But that's going to be shocked. If don't it do happens. It. Don't be shocked at all. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard, though. Thank you as always for listening to us right here on Steelers Nation Radio. If you want to listen to the podcast, you can at Steelers.com. For Jacob Brecht, I'm Tom Opperman. On our next episode of Steelers Standard, I want to take a look at that Steelers defense. Yeah, the starters were great. They're going to be missing a key starter in 2021. How do you replace him? And do they need to get more depth on that defensive side of the ball? And Jacob and I will also take a look at the Steelers' rookies from the 2020 season, how they fared, and what steps they can make in 2021. That's all on the next episode of the Steelers' Standard.